Hello guys, welcome to Share Your Mindset. Tonight I go on a special guest is Ellie. Ellie's doing a fantastic job in the mental health industry uh, and she's doing amazing because today we're gonna talk about mental health but also how we can use exercise as the best medicine for us, for our mind, for our body and just build that best version of ourselves. So welcome Ellie, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you, how are you? I'm amazing. I'm really buzzing about uh, this topic. Literally, I want to know more about you, what you're doing at the moment, uh, how you're supporting others as well. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So literally before that, I want to know what is Ellie's story, uh, how Ellie is now, <laughs> because we are living in Bristol, guys, um, how she's now here and what you're doing here, what you've been doing before. Please tell us everything. Yeah, sure. So I grew up in Devon, so not far from here, um, in the countryside by the sea. Um, so it's really important to me to be surrounded by these sort of environments um, and in order to sort of look after my mental well-being and things. Um, and I completed a um, Bachelor of Science degree in Health, Nutrition and Fitness in Liverpool. Um, in 2000, I graduated in 2014. Um, and since then, I've had sort of various roles in health and well-being. Um, so from working as a sales consultant for a fitness club in Australia um, to becoming club manager for a new SAP fitness um, in Milton Keynes. <laughs> um, and then more recently, I've got into the more sort of health promotion and uh, health coaching roles. Um, so where the majority of my role is sort of motivational interviewing um, and goal setting with patients. Um, and I've previously worked as a well-being facilitator for the NHS, um, which was a funded uh, type 2 diabetes prevention program um, called Living Well, Taking Control. Um, and I've now moved into the field of sort of more mental health um, and working as a health and wellbeing coach for another NHS funded program um, called Healthy Living, Healthy Minds, uh, which is specifically for people whose mental health is affecting their ability to exercise um, and eat well and sleep well and reduce stress and things like that. Um, my partner's from Bedfordshire. And I'm from Devon, so we kind of found that sort of Bristol was a good, good middle ground, um, sort of halfway between both homes. So that's why we've chosen to settle here. And it's not too far from the sort of coast and the countryside for me as well. Wow, absolutely. Literally, it's really interesting everything that you've been doing so far. Uh, I want to go through also your hobbies. Uh, I believe that you are really uh, like to travel a lot. Um, what is your favorite place that you've been uh, so far that you say, wow, I can be here or I can go as many times as possible if I have the opportunity? So, yeah, I've just got back from living in Canada. I've been out there for the last two years um, working in sort of various ski resorts and things. And I'm not going to lie, I really miss it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... Yeah, that if I could live anywhere else other than Bristol, I would move back to Canada at the yeah the drop of a hat. So I'm a great lover of the outdoors, like adventure sports. Um, I grew up horse riding, surfing, sailing, um, and recently I've got more into sort of like skiing and snowboarding. Hence the moving to Canada, um, paddleboarding, windsurfing, things like that as well. Um, and I've spent yeah. A lot of the past six years sort of traveling around Asia, New Zealand, Australia. Um, and although I'm kind of, I feel like I'm slowing down from that sort of backpacker lifestyle a little bit. 
um i still want to explore so many more parts of the globe <laughs> wow i literally love it you're kind of like my inspiration for the following years of me traveling because for the last six years you say that you've been traveling quite a lot right yeah. and literally the backpacking what do you think will be the outcome of you based on your perception of you traveling for that time what was the the big, biggest outcome that you realized by traveling kind of like what it was what it was a feeling yeah i think it just made me realize that there's so much going on in this world and it's so easy to get sort of trapped in your own little bubble um especially during this pandemic that we've just had obviously everyone's kind of been at home and it's there's just so much more out there and hopefully post-pandemic people people will be able to go and explore that again and uh it's so important that you do it because you learn so much about yourself and the world um around you and i do think it makes you become um more understanding of different sort of cultures and um and and being able to connect with others a lot better wow literally and especially in bristol that we are living guys uh, we got so much diversity as well uh, that is kind of like you're on you're on holidays because you meet so many different people but also the traveling aspect i think that i will do it um hope you too guys uh, literally something that i want to ask you also is like how do you manage your time or how do you spend your time on your daily basis because you got so many things going on and you really like many sports so I, I would like to to get to know how do you spend your time also yeah sure so I currently work from home um, so the majority of my time is spent in my flat um, so although I do speak to people throughout the day on the phone and online um, it's important that I do get out and about and get some fresh air um, so I try and make sure I do this every day, um, sometimes on my lunch break or after work. Um, I'll come to the gym for some extra exercise too. <laughs> um, so one of my, my favourite quotes actually is by the UK Chief Medical Officer. Um, and it's, it's if physical activity were a drug, we would refer to it as the miracle cure due to the great many illnesses it can help prevent and help treat. Um, and that applies to obviously both mental and physical health conditions. Um, so what I take from that quote is if you could put the benefits of exercise into one pill and sell it to people, you would become a billionaire um, as the majority of people will want something so beneficial. Um, and I think I just remind myself of that every day and just try and make sure that I incorporate some sort of physical activity into my life every day. And I always just try and prioritize it. Yes, and that's something that I've been asking myself literally in the couple of weeks is like, how do we get, a, well, how do I get into this uh, state now of going to the gym? Kind of like, it's kind of like my drug. It's kind of like, I need to do it because if not, if I don't do it, it's kind of like, it's missing something out of me. Uh, but it's really difficult for people who are entering to the, the first uh, stage of their fitness journey how it was for you in the beginning mainly it was like also difficult uh, how do you end up being now so addicted to exercise and use as your medicine as the best drug to you to to cure yourself but also to keep it on yeah. the top of your game i think working from home like it can become a very sort of lonely place um mm -hmm. even though i obviously i'm connecting with people online over the phone and things um so i just i just know how much it helps me and sometimes, yeah, you, you know, you get to the end of the day, you've had a busy day and you feel like, oh, I can't be bothered. I just want to stay at home now. But I know that if I just go and even do 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you know, something, just getting out of the house, getting fresh air, 
go for a run or go to the gym and I just feel like from I go from sort of zero to ten and I just have to you just have to remind yourself of the feeling of okay I might have low energy today but actually exercise energizes you and you know gives you more energy makes you more alert makes you be able to concentrate improves your mood so there's just so many benefits to it and I guess it's if you're not doing any exercise currently then my advice would be to just sort of start building up slowly um see if you can find some classes sort of online or maybe try like the the couch to 5k or something like that the running app um so yeah there's something out there for everyone and it's just finding your the thing that makes you tick I guess yeah, that's because that's literally what I say. I say, hey, when people are coming to me and say, well, I'm struggling to go to the gym, I say, you don't need to go to the gym to, to, to make yourself um, fit. You know, you can go and do anything, but do something that's going to make you happy. Gym is just an alternative, but you go so many things out there. As you say, you go surfing, you go windsurfing, you go so many things uh, that, that is out there that you can do in order to you just to move. Our priority as a fitness professionals and uh, the ones that are taking care of your health and well-being is like you being able to move, guys, okay? So just remember that our priority is you to move. is not to go to the gym only because the gym is just a, a tool as many others want that you're going to find. So you don't need to say, oh, my God, I hate the gym. Okay, if you hate the gym at the moment, don't do it. Find something else. That's what we are finding out as well with you, right? It's like you, your yeah. priority is not just the gym, right? It's like you being able to move and explore the different sports that, that is out there. Yeah, I love, definitely, I love being able to sort of incorporate my exercise with the outdoors when I can. And obviously coming into winter, um, you know, it's it's more challenging um, to get outside and do these things. But I, and I also do enjoy attending the gym. So I kind of just try and get in a bit of both and just variety is the spice of life. So if we keep doing so, yeah. the same routine over and over again, are we going to get bored? Yeah, probably. So you've just got to keep changing it up, I guess, and to see those results and sort of make progressions with your sort of fitness journey. Absolutely. Now entering thing entering smoothly to the mental health. Uh, what what is the meaning for you? What what does mental health mean to you, especially? Yeah. So so this is a good question. Um, so for me, a good mental health is being able to sort of build resilience to stress. Um, live presently and be able to accept that thoughts uh, are not facts that was that when somebody told me that once I was just like mind blown because you get so caught up in your thoughts of you know um, you're thinking that they're actual real life things they're actual factual things but actually they're not they're just something you've created in your head and just because you're thinking that doesn't mean someone else is thinking that um, so yeah, I just found that really fascinating when somebody told me that once, and that's really resonated with me. Wow. So it's kind of like detaching from, from your thinking patterns and just trying to, like, being able to detach from it. It's hard because mm-hmm. literally we wanted to be certain all the time and say, okay, no, I'm the one who, who I'm right. But that's a really good uh, tool to use, and that's really, that's really nice, you know? But also in, in the mental health, uh, you, you end up dedicating yourself now uh, on, on supporting people's mental health. But how did that happen? How do you decide to move from your degree on uh, health and nutrition to now moving to more like the mental health aspect? Yeah, so, so I guess 
uh, everyone will experience a decline in their mental health at some stage in their life. Um, and it's really important, well, to me, I think it's really important that we talk about how we're feeling um, to sort of encourage others to do the same um, so we can sort of help each other sort of overcome any poor mental health problems. Um, and for me, mental health should be sort of prioritised and spoken about as much as physical health. So obviously I used to work in sort of more physical health side of things, but I realised that kind of this mental health wasn't being addressed the same as physical health. And I just kind of wanted to sort of put a change to that, I guess, because um, mental health can be just as harmful as sort of preventing with a physical health problem. Um, so something like a broken leg or type two diabetes, these more physical health things. Um, however, as humans, we kind of, it's hard to recognize poor mental health in others and sometimes even in ourselves. Um, so yeah, we're kind of brought up in a society being told to be strong and don't cry and it will all be okay. And so we kind of go through life thinking that it's normal to sort of feel weak sometimes. It's not feel, sorry, it's not normal to feel weak sometimes. Um, so, but we have to understand that it is normal and, you know, we all experience these kind of life's ups and downs. Um, so I guess that's kind of why I wanted to get into it a little bit more. Um, and there's still obviously a lot of health inequalities as well within mental health. Um, so kind of the stigma around poor mental health in males um, and this kind of toxic masculinity and things like that. Um, so men being told to sort of man up and things um is not gonna sort of encourage them to sort of open up um so i want to sort of help contribute to putting a stop to the sort of health inequalities and allow people to sort of regardless of their who they are be able to speak openly about their mental health as they would their sort of physical health wow it's kind of like mind-blowing because literally there's many things that at the moment, I'm trying to think about uh, how we are uh, built up in society and how we are kind of like fitting into the rules of other people. And sometimes we are, yes, we haven't asked ourselves those type of questions, right? Like, for example, why uh, we are not that open in regards to our feelings? And that's mainly your, your role as well, right? Supporting our people to being a guide for them to just being able to know what's going on with them, but also being able to 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 see that it's okay to, to feel down, but also how you can manage that, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've experienced poor mental well-being myself. I've, I've lived with anxiety for many years now, but I've sort of learned to manage that through uh, sort of my lifestyle behaviors. So sort of reducing alcohol and eating healthy and sort of plenty of fruit, vegetables, omega-3, things like that. Um, and most importantly, exercising regularly. Let me just go back to that, that big thing, exercising again. But um, yeah, it's, you know, it's so important to look after yourself. And yeah, that's why I kind of want to help others do the same, I guess. My God, that's really amazing. And literally at the moment, you're just supporting people from, from the company they're working, but it's just mainly in England or it's kind of like also another parts of the, con uh, the globe? The, yes. The world. So I work for um, a company, well, it's a private healthcare company called Vita Minds. Um, so we are, the program that I run is NHS funded. So it's a free program. It's available to anyone um, within the sort of Bristol area. Um, and um, it's, it's kind of a six to 12 week program. Um, and you have to just present with uh, anxiety or depression. 
Um, you can either self-refer yourself or you can get a referral through your GP. Um, so they're just trialing it in Bristol at the moment. Uh, it's a new program that started March this year. Um, and it's so far so good. We've seen some really good results um, with people. So I think they're looking to expand it out across the whole of the UK in the next sort of six to 12 months. Wow, that's really amazing, right? And supporting more people because you said that, and I believe you got the right mindset, then the, the body is going to follow and everything is going to go smoothly. And what will be the biggest lessons that, that you go in life that, that help you to, to, to be who you are at the moment? Yeah, I think it's, it's important to remember that, as I said before, we have these kind of ups and downs all throughout life, and that's, that's completely normal. Um, but it's important to remember that, that even the smallest changes to your lifestyle and things, they all add up um, to contributing to sort of a better health long term. Um, so kind of having an extra glass of water a day or an extra 10 minutes exercise per day or an extra portion of fruit and vegetables or allocating, you know, 10 minutes of mindfulness practice or something like that. Um, exercise, meditation, yoga, gratitude, journaling, things like that. I don't know, just fitting these little tiny little tweaks and changes. If you could even just do a couple a day, it's in the long run, if you maintain that, it's going to sort of, you know, give you really good health benefits. Absolutely. And um, what would you say? I know that it's really difficult uh, to give like one single advice, but a general advice or a general point of view of yours is like, how do you manage to, to you to be able to go from the bottom that you can be, uh, or maybe having a really busy scale and say, because the usual things that people come to me and they say is like, I don't have time. Um, I don't like it. Or I'm really, I'm, I'm really at the moment, it's not my priority. How can you use, give a general advice or, or general uh, point of view of how can we make a priority exercise or how can we deal when we are so busy? Yeah, I mean, so this, this is a sort of barrier or a challenge um, that a lot of patients I work with, you know, they come up with that will set goals and we'll say, we'll chat about goals and they'll say, oh, I didn't reach that this week. So we really delve into the deepness of sort of why, like, why didn't you achieve that? How would it have made you feel if you did achieve it? you know what was it exactly that that why you didn't achieve it and a lot of the time it is because people don't prioritize these things um so what i'd say to that is even just 10 minutes here and there adds up so you know if they and we always compare ourselves to others so you know you may see i don't know joe blogs who runs 10k three times a week and then they'll you know in your head you may think oh well i can't run 10k so why should i bother running anyway Um, but actually, you know, he probably started off at some stage, not being able to run for like more than two minutes and he's built that up. So you have to remember that everyone's on a different stage of their sort of fitness journey and try not to compare yourself to others. I know it's easier said than done. Um, but yeah, those sort of 10 minutes here and there, they do add up. Um, you can schedule exercise in your diary as if it was sort of a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment and sort of hold yourself accountable to it um, and prioritize it as much as you would, I don't know, brushing your teeth. <laughs> like we do that every day. We do that, you know, for two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the evening. If you could do two minutes of jogging and two minutes in the morning and two minutes of jogging in the evening, you could fit that in. So it's, you know, anything is better than nothing. Um, and it's, I guess it's about trying lots of different things and finding what exercise you enjoy the most as well. 
So what would be uh, the routines or the, the tools that you would recommend to someone who is like maybe going through a phase of depression, maybe anxiety, uh, that sometimes is not, they, they, know me, they may not be aware of it, but now that we are having this talk and may, they may watching or listen to this a podcast, they realize, oh my God, I think I, I'm not really good on my mental health. What should I do? Apart from exercises, like any other tools or uh, that you would recommend? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just taking small steps um, and try not to make any sort of drastic changes. Don't put too much pressure on yourself in terms of, you know, saying I'm here at the moment, I'm in a really sort of dark place or feeling really anxious. And then you think, oh, I, this is where I want to be. Try not to think about that bigger picture too much and just sort of take it day by day and just set yourself some sort of really small, uh, small goals so we use like within my work, I use the smart goal system. So it's um, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and timely. So um, you want to make your goal as specific as you can. So, you know, work on one thing. So try not to overwhelm yourself with more than one thing. Um, so say this week, I don't know, I'm going to work on my exercise. I'm going to try and increase that. Or this week, I'm going to work on nutrition or mindfulness, whatever it is, um, and pick on that one thing. Uh, measurable so you know next week you can either if someone's trying to lose weight maybe um, to sort of boost their self-esteem then you could maybe try and measure it in the, your waist circumference or your I don't know your weight things like that um, achievable so you want to make sure that you're again going back to this thing of making it achievable for you you don't want to overwhelm yourself with a really unrealistic goal um, so just make it really simple and then if you do you know, even if you just say this week, I want to do two lots of 10 minutes of exercise. Um, you know, that might be more than realistic. But then if you did it like three times, you'd feel great because you, you've achieved that goal. So I think it's just underestimating yourself sometimes and then going from there and just building it up over the weeks. Um, and then relevant. So is it something that's important to you? That's something I always ask people. Do you really want to do this? Like, is this really important to you? Do you understand the benefits of doing this? Um, because if you haven't got that, that value, that sort of, yeah, that drive to do it in the first place, you're not going to stick at it. Um, and so that was, yeah, achievable, relevant and time, timely. So put a time frame on it. When do you want to achieve this goal by? Do you want to achieve it by next week, the week after? Um, so yeah, I think that's, that system just seems to work so well and I use it in my own life. So. Wow. That's yeah. really, that's really interesting. And um, what would you say that accountability for, do you think that sometimes is uh, for a reason you kind of like create, um, in the NHS, this program is because self uh, accountability for someone else is really important. Uh, how, how would you rate or say that is accountability for someone else? or supporting you or guiding you, is, is that important or sometimes it's not? How you can tell if someone needs accountability or like support? Yeah, so with within my work, we do, we sort of do regular one-to-one -one coaching calls over the phone. So there, some patients have them sort of once a week, some have them twice, uh, sorry, some have them once a week, some have them every two weeks. And it just really depends on on the person really. Um, a lot of people do find, though, that having someone checking in on their progress um, really, really sort of helps. Um, it helps them sort of keep the motivation up, I guess, to make those changes. 
um, and yeah, just hold some accountability towards their, their actions essentially. Because um, I think if I, if I had someone calling me every fortnight, I haven't, I haven't really put myself in their shoes, but yeah, I think I would be way more driven to, to do these things because you want to, want to say, hey, look what I did. <laughs> so and kind of like a team yeah. up right yeah yeah and that's i think that's really important as well based on on how we are built as human beings right it's like we are looking for the community we're looking for the kind of like connection with someone say hey look at that's where i where i am that's what i'm doing um let, let's try to work on those ones you know but that's yeah. that's really interesting because sometimes i think one of the biggest things that is happening right now is like uh, you are in where we are in a position that we think that we can just do things on our own sometimes you know and then we can just deal with everything and i think also that's um, affecting our mental health because we want to take some so much going on, on our own plate without having that feedback or support right yeah definitely absolutely yeah books let's talk about really good uh, about your the books is any book that uh, help you to to Keep a healthy mindset, a healthy mind. Is any book that you would recommend that is your favorite one and that you really enjoy? Yeah, so so I, I'm not, I have to admit, I hold my hands up. I haven't read that many books in my time, but <laughs> um, one that does really resonate with me was when I first sort of started feeling anxious in my life and someone recommended this book to me and I, I was like, oh, I'm not very good at reading books, but I honestly could not put this book down because it helped me so much. Um, and it's The Happiness Trap by Do Dr. Russ. Um, so it's kind of a self-help book as such. Um, so I try not to say that word, but um, it sort of teaches you how to live life more presently um, and not get stuck in that sort of trap of always trying to find happiness. Um, because I feel like that, and I just, that really like made, gave me a really real uh, realization um, because we do sort of try and chase this happiness constantly all day we're like if we're not happy we're like oh we're not happy and it's kind of just I don't know understanding that we can't be happy 24 hours a day seven days a week that's <laughs> just not it's not in us but you know we're we're human so we have these ups and downs and it's just understanding that that's that's just the way it is and being accepting of being happy and being accepting of being sad um so and just trying not to, to kind of let these things, those ups and downs overwhelm you, I guess. So, yeah, it just it just really was a really powerful book to read. And it's helped me so much on in terms of my mental health. Absolutely. Something that I want to ask you really quickly is like how you can tell when it's anxiety and it's not just something that you can just say, OK, I will not address that because I think that it's just a thought or it's kind of like something that I need to take care of or at least have a look at it. Yeah, so I think if you're if you're feeling anxious and it's affecting you day to day, so if you you know if you're unable to work or if you're unable to socialize or you're at home a lot and you're feeling anxious about sort of going out and, and about in the public or meeting up with friends, then get help now um, because it is so important that we we sort of try and and start building our lives back up once once we sort of get into that place um yeah I mean just take some small little steps and just sort of reach out to there's so much support in our community there's so many charities um you know you don't have to necessarily take the big step of sort of joining a gym even it's just 
just taking those little steps and sort of connecting with others and just understanding how you're feeling because a lot of a lot of people are feeling the same a lot of people do experience anxiety I can't remember the exact statistics but I was reading about them the other day and it is so prevalent now you know depression and anxiety within our society so um yeah a lot of people are feeling the same and you have to just remind yourself that you're not alone and there's a lot of people feeling feeling the same way as you and we should be able to help each other really shouldn't we Absolutely. I love that. Uh, what is the vision of you for the future? Um, to be honest with you, I am very settled here in Bristol at the moment. Um, I've only just moved here in July. Um, but yeah, I guess just stay, staying in this area, really. Um, hopefully I can stay within Vita Minds for a good few years because I want to see this little project um, sort of branch out across the UK. And it would be nice to have, have been there from the start. Um, so I don't have any plans to sort of change, make any drastic career changes or anything like that at the moment. I'm very much happy within the sort of mental health um, world that I'm working in now. I'm happy that I've sort of made that decision to come and work because it can, it can be challenging uh, mental health, but it's very rewarding as well. Um, so I want to sort of stay within the sort of mental health world. Um, I was considering potentially, I don't know, studying again and becoming a therapist um but we'll see and wow. obviously te i teach yoga as well so i'd like to do more of that because i haven't been doing so much of that recently my god you're like a multifaceted person you got <laughs> many talents which i really like it but yes literally uh, thank you ellie for for being here and sharing this this topic which is new yet uh, for many people even though uh, Probably our grandparents and parents, they've been suffering from mental health, but they didn't know it or they, didn't, they haven't addressed that. But now we got opportunity uh, to, to discover and go more deep if we want to. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for, for having that mission and, and taking the time to support others, which is really valuable. And I think that people who you are supporting as well, they, they feel really happy. And, and, and thank you to you because you are literally putting you your soul and and hard to to support them so they can feel uh, much better on their own but thank you yeah. uh, i will put also is any social media or like uh, some information about uh, where they can find more about you or maybe the project or information about mental health um yeah so um if yeah if, if you're struggling then um speak to your gp because you can get referred over to vita minds um for support um whether it be psychological support or um sort of more lifestyle support which is what i offer um if you want to follow me on instagram then my name is ellie.titchener the spelling of my surname is a little confusing so <laughs> um but yeah i'm sure you can give that information um but yeah that's that's pretty much it uh the program i work for is uh called healthy living healthy minds so you can find information about that if you if you google search it as well amazing so thank you ellie for being here with me in this episode thank you guys as well for watching or listening to the podcast and i will see you next friday bye yeah, thank you for having me <laughs> Hello, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Remember to rate and share with others. Share your mindset because we are here with a purpose to level up yourself and take you to the next stage. See you later.